0: Welcome to the Top 8 Movies podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share Top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' Top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his Top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition Top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top eight list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore eight underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose-Johnson where we talk all things movies in the form of Top 8 lists. Uh, And today is a very special day because every 10th episode, 20, 30, 40, me or Jess are going to take turns to share one of our Top 8s. I'm very nervous. Um, I've been reviewing, kind of reviewing other people's lists, I suppose. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm up for judgment. Um, so I thought I'd start with something where there's not many options. I think that was quite clever. Um, so today we're going to be looking at my favorite films of all time that mostly involve one person. And there are some disclaimers to the list, how I've decided what those are. You know, why, why would they qualify? I'll do that in a minute. So yeah, one one person shows, we're going to call them today. One, one person movies before we do that, because this is just like a celebration re- into, um, episode, because it's like episode 10, I feel like it's a milestone. Um, so this is a chance for us to share, you know, we're going to both share a review for a film that we had to watch. that was set by the audience. Um, so it's kind of like a celebrationary re- episode where we celebrate our love for movies, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, how are you feeling? Episode 10, how has it been with you so far? What kind of what's been your favorite list? I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Oh, <laughs>
1: that was... I wasn't ready. Um, I'm so I'm so excited. Episode ten—it's like flown by so much. Um, this has been so much fun. I man, I love all the lists, but I probably say like my favorite is the listener lists, just because of how diverse they are and how unique they are. It's so fun, even if it's like not my not my typical movies and it makes me feel a little guilty when i'm like i haven't seen any of these but I, I love the listeners list because it's fun it's a way to kind of get to know somebody that you've never even met at least for me i don't think uh, i've met anyone that has in a listeners list yet but i i really enjoy this i think it's fun talking about movies and um made me want to watch more movies again and uh, it used to be something special my husband and i would do all the time as we would go to the movies like once or twice a week, or we would just go eat. Our movie theater has a really good diner. Uh, we used to just go sit up there and eat, and then talk about movies with other people. So I love this. It's really brought a uh, good joy back into my life, and I hope some of the listeners feel the same way.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it adds a bit more flavor to it. it makes you be a bit romantic about it all, whether it's nostalgia or otherwise. So I hope people are feeling that when they're listening. So. That's really, really lovely. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. The list lists are really cool. And I really encourage people to send send us your lists um, on DMs. I've got, I think we've got seven of them to get through. So we've got plenty to keep us going, but we can't have too many. So even if it's really niche, guys, don't have to be like the top eight all time. Be really niche. Um, so send it over. Because we've got to do uh, my friend John's top eight fit, uh, werewolf-based films. So that'll be quite interesting because I haven't seen a single one of them. So I've got a busy time ahead uh, watching all of the trailers because we, for anybody, it's like for some reason just listening now on this. This is your first ever episode. If we haven't seen it, we really try to watch the trailers and like get a sense of like, would we watch it and what about it appeals to us. So, either way, we get to like share our thoughts, which I think is really cool. But today, um, before we crack on with our my personal list, we're going to look at a couple of polls like we always do. So, these are polls on Instagram. So, if people that follow us, they vote, uh, vote on. A choice of four films, and it's like a different theme every day. It's super fun. So go ahead over to Instagram, top underscore eight underscore media, to get cracking on that and get voting. Uh, so I can't say, should we do our reviews first? Should we do our polls? I think let's share what we've watched first. So I'm going to review Doom in a second. So that's um, what was set by the audience. So we took four films that you may have seen, and we've got everybody to vote on Instagram. So for me, they selected Doom. For you, they selected Slumdog Millionaire which is really fun. We've both gone away, uh, watched them, and um, we're going to share our thoughts. But other than that, I also watched, I'm currently watching Pain Hustlers on Netflix, which is with Chris Evans and Emily Blunt, based on the pharmaceutical industry. And um, I, it might, I think it might be a true story, which you might be interested in. Actually, chess. But it's brilliant so far. It's so good. It's called Pain Hustlers. Go and check it out, guys. Really, really cool. And... Um, alongside dune i also really want to watch bombshell because i hadn't seen it before i've watched it it's epic it's unbelievable it's so well acted it's such a powerful story it's such a political statement of growth in our in our culture absolutely loved it absolutely amazing well done bombshell um it's probably gonna be in my top eight films of the year um, that i physically watch so um well done to bombshell but, uh, but yeah, so let's um, let the audience know what we thought of the films that we saw. So I'll start with you. Uh, Silver Millionaire, you know, very British. Um, I think a lot of the Brits over here, pretty much everyone in England's probably seen it. So uh, you've seen it, what are your thoughts? I'm scared, I don't even know. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> Actually, okay, so it was good. And I was surprised because I thought, oh, well, you know, like I haven't heard of it. And I talked to like my inner circle of people and all of them <laughs> seemed to have seen it. I was like, you haven't seen it? And I was like, whoa um i i thought i wasn't alone and not seeing it so apparently i i was rather alone and not seeing slumdog millionaire it'd be really cool if people might message in and say they too haven't seen it Uh, but (laughs) i watched it it was good it was a really it was a really good story i like how it was you know it was based on the who wants to be a millionaire i forget which which episode we talked about slumdog millionaire in the first place though but you know it's about the the teenager and then he gets accused of cheating on it and he just wants to me it was like he just wants to be loved like just wants to be seen you know and i i thought it was it's such a unique story so really really fun unique story something that i think is a good a good watch any day and yeah i hadn't even heard of it and that's what so shocked me when my friends were like you haven't seen it i was like yeah i hadn't even heard of it <laughs> so i'm glad uh, i'm glad i watched it i thought it was a good movie for sure
0: well, that's great. I think you're right. It's it's an interesting mix, isn't it? Like the stories. Like why do they need? Why, why are they talking about millionaire? How is that linked to his? You know, who he wants? You know, finding his true self and his relationship with, um, with his girlfriend and his childhood stuff. It was interesting why it all had to be tied in through a game show. But I think that's what makes it a bit unique, really. And I think that's why it did well. Uh, you know, with the critics and the Oscars and stuff like that. And it was up for a few things because it was, it was just different. Um. And it's going to stand out for that reason. So, um, yeah, and obviously it's highly British orientated. So we're, we're proud of ourselves over here. Yeah, you look at us. Um, so that felt really good. But uh, but yeah, I think. Yeah, what list was it on? Hmm. It wasn't a listener. It wasn't a little listeners' list. Dave Patel. We haven't done Dev Patel yet. it's well, interesting? I can't wait to go back and find out what episode that was. Uh, if you know, guys, let us know in the comments. <laughs> It doesn't matter, honestly. You can leave it, but uh, yeah, we'll try. We'll try and remember. But um, let me talk to you about Dune. Right, this is a very positive podcast. It's very positive. We, we celebrate films, so I couldn't finish it. Um, I think I got about forty minutes in. Um, so I start. With, oh, I'm, it's not my cup of tea. Our code word, everyone, is it's not my cup of tea. Very positive. It's beautiful. Um, cinematically, just just wow! Uh, graphics are amazing. Um, the performances are really good. It's, the cast is insane. When I saw Aquaman pop up, got very excited. It's Aquaman. Um, but as people warned me in advance, it's quite slow to get going. Um, interesting, sort of slightly confusing storyline. It kind of makes sense, but not really. The characters are good, but I didn't like relate to any of them. And that's a big thing for me. So it's more like a me thing, I think. Well, I think it's not you, it's me. Um, apparently there's lots of fighting later on, but I'm afraid I can't finish it. I have to be authentic and true to myself. It's a beautifully made movie, but it's not my cup of tea. Sorry, everyone. So we will swiftly move on. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, we, will, we will do another poll this week. If you're listening this week when it's launched, so it's what, the first week of November, 2023? There's going to be a poll coming up soon. Go and follow us on Instagram because we're going to do another four for you to pick from. So keep your eyes peeled. Right, let's whiz into some polls before we start my list for the day. So we have two polls to start and then two polls at the end of the show. So this one is films that begin with C. Now, the days where I do ones based on letters, it's because I'm struggling to think of a genre <laughs> or a certain <laughs> kind of person. If you see me doing a letter, you know it's because I'm tired. I'm just, just, just going to do a letter today. It's too much head. It's too much brain power
1: i so love it though i
0: love it <laughs> yeah and people i think people look forward to the, like why did you pick those particular films from the list i was like well I felt right so this is big films that begin with c so we've got captain phillips uh, chicago cloud atlas and conair it just so happens to be two tom hanks films in there for some reason i'm not sure what happened there very weird combination of movies which i thought could help so let's see how we got on so in joint third, we've got Chicago and Cloud Atlas, both with thirteen percent. And then I don't know why Instagram's done this; it's given one thirty-eight percent and one thirty-six percent. I have no idea. Technically, it's a draw, but I'm just going to go with what it says. So in second place is Conair with thirty-six <laughs> percent. Go on, Nicholas Cage. And in the first place, ironically, we talked about this film in episode nine. Tom Hanks list, Captain Phillips rocks out at 38%. I love that movie so much. I'm very excited that it won, though I am a die-hard Air fan because it was my childhood. But Captain Phillips, well, hey. So what did you vote for, Jess? I can't remember.
1: Um, you know, honestly, I don't remember either. I probably, probably would have went with... Uh... Did I I'm like did I even vote on that one? Oh, Lordy. Um I think Conair's a good one too cuz that's a classic one from my childhood too. But like Captain Phillips is a really good movie. So maybe I maybe I backed out and I was like, oh, it's a draw for me, so I'm just not going to vote. That sounds like something I would have done.
0: <laughs> yeah, people at work tell me that. They're like, "Oh, I just couldn't decide so I thought, I was like, "Please just set up a second account so you can vote on both."
1: <laughs> and sometimes sometimes I just go, "Eh, that one like if i can't pick so i'm like hmm, did i end up voting on that one or not but i always find i think when you do the letter ones they're really they're really fun because they're so different and there's been a couple that you've done where i'm like i just can't vote they're all so great <laughs>
0: yeah it's really interesting because i've got to try not like bring my own opinion into these polls too much but it's very really hard to do isn't it <laughs> this is gonna happen yeah but yeah so well done tom that's great it's a great movie so pretty soon Right, so our next one was a 90s movie battle. I was feeling nostalgic that day. So I thought I'd pick out random films from the 90s. They were quite different. So we had Face Off, Interview with a Vampire, Wayne's World, and Home Alone. Such a weird list. But it was quite intriguing what all panned out. And it's another one where it split it by 1%. I have no idea why, so we're just going to go with it. Fourth place with Interview with a Vampire had 13%. And then in third place we had Home Alone 24%, Wayne's World at 25%, and good old Face Off rocked out with 38%. Nothing like a good face-swapping movie, but not like, you know, Freaky Friday or something, like literally ripping off their skin. What a bizarre storyline for a film. and Why is John Travolta and Nicolas Cage hanging out like that in a film? So, so weird, but it was my childhood. I loved it, and it was so weird. And I thought it was epic because I was like, "What? How old would I be? God, like 12, 13, 14, thirteen, fourteen—maybe slightly older, actually." Either way, it was really, really cool. Um, and what did you go for?
1: Yes, that one would definitely have Home Alone. I think Home Alone was more, more something I watched often as a kid, and even when I see it come on the TV too, it's nostalgic. Like one of my favorite scenes is him with the the lady and the birds and just how he showed her all this love and kindness it just fills my heart so much so I, that that really oh it gets me but technically i think that was home alone too but still the home alone series so yeah good ones
0: yeah so much nostalgia there i think the time of year that you're voting would have an impact so i think if i put that poll out at christmas i think home alone would win so it's all relative oh, as well True, true. I think so when you do it But yeah thank you very much everybody for voting like i said head over to instagram top underscore eight underscore media and then you can get involved every day and make an impact on what takes place i do share the results on instagram as well so like every couple of days i'll release all the results for like the last few days so you don't necessarily have to come here to always hear it but it makes sense to do it here anybody that isn't on instagram basically doesn't have social media stuff so yeah cool we'll do two more later today is the big moment, my first ever eight. Um, And Jess will be in episode 20, so tune in for that one. But Today, we're gonna look at films that mostly featured one actor. Now, sometimes the films have flashbacks, you know, to parts of their lives. Some might have some people at the beginning for 10 or 20 minutes, and then it's just them. Sometimes people are on the telephone, other actors. Sometimes it might be like, you know, Kind of a character that pops up every now and again. But please, just just let it go. Let it go. It's mostly by themselves. (laughs) All right. So disclaimers done and dusted. Anyway, it's just a lovely list, isn't it? Anyway. So in eighth place is Life of Pi, rated 7.9. It opened in 2012. Director Ang Lee. Main lead, Shira Sharma. Amazing young actor at the time. Oh, my God. The storyline is greatly filmed fantasy of a young man, Pai Patel's journey of survival, who after a disaster at sea, where he is hurtled into an epic journey of adventure and discovery, when being cast away on a small boat, he forms an unexpected connection with another survivor, a fearsome Bengal tiger, who happened to be another survivor when the ship they were traveling on sank. Beautifully filmed. My dad has a heavily influence that that description so well done Michael Morgan and we do episodes on his films because he's a former film critic but in my opinion still is and he's amazing at it so yeah Life of Pi um, I've re-watched the trailer um, all these films I love obviously so I shouldn't need to watch a trailer but I watched it and I thought oh my god it was so good and the ratio of the tiger and I'm a cat guy and it's so beautiful with the colours and the fantasy of it and just wanting him to survive and just the relationship we have with animals i just thought it was gorgeous um and deserves to be at least an eight if not higher have you seen this jess
1: i so oh my gosh i have not oh but this ha- this has been something on my list that i have needed to see it every time i'm like oh my gosh i still haven't seen it yet i still haven't seen it so it's officially on the list i started an actual list people it's on there i've heard nothing but great things about it and even the trailer just gosh, the trailer alone is just really good for the movie too so Uh, it's not based on a true story. However, fun fact three that I looked up is that the director actually consulted with a real life shipwreck survivor to be able to tell the story and make sure that he was documenting it in a way that was best. So I thought that was like a cool fun fact of the movie. Now that I feel I'm taking on this role of how much I love stories that are true stories or tied to true stories, I figured I should also start having like is it true story or any kind of true story-esque trivia for movies for you guys so there you go fun fact
0: <laughs> i think if they're researching things with somebody that's kind of experienced it then it's kind of influenced by true events in a way through an associate producer so yeah yeah <laughs> that would be a really complicated would would not it the top eight films influenced by sort of an experiential researcher that'd be terrible list. don't do that anybody do send us <laughs> that too too confusing. That would yeah, be like,
1: impressive if that list like actually existed. Like somebody's like, Oh, I actually have a top eight list of yeah. movies.
0: Yeah, that'll be pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, it's um <laughs> I just think it's beautiful. I encourage people to watch it just because it's just if you say like, turn the lights down in your house and have a proper movie night, it'll really pull you into this sort of fancy land, but survival and this intention there, I just think it's perfect. Um, it's just be in there. All right. In seventh place, I love this film because when I explain, if I explain the storyline in brief, people are like that sounds terrible. I'm like, well, you should watch it, and you'll agree that it's not. It's absolutely epic. So in seventh place is Lock. Uh, it's rated seven point one. It opened in 2013. The director is Stephen Knight. The main lead is Tom Hardy, who I love with all my heart and soul. And the storyline is compulsive single character played by Tom Hardy who is Ivan Locke, a construction manager, who when he receives some devastating news whilst travelling through the night from Birmingham to London, he has to make a series of uh, a series of serious phone calls to his wife and sons, telling them the secret he has been keeping from them and how to keep them together going forward. Can he stay positive? Now, I say to people, they say, what's Locke about? I say, it's a guy in a car driving down the M6 motorway and he has lots of phone calls. They're like, that's awful. But... In my defence for this film, he's amazing in it. But how can you have tension like that? So, you know, he's driving down the motorway, you know nothing about his character, he starts getting phone calls and you have to piece together what the hell is happening in his life from his wife, from his kids, from his manager. And you put it all together. It's so tense. Oh, what's going on? He's just unravelling. You know, he can see his demeanour. He's getting more and more upset and anxious and depressed and his life's falling apart. And he just, it's so clever. It's so unbelievably clever and he is just immense at lowering that emotion over time, getting darker and darker and darker. And you're just really rooting for him. Like, what the hell is happening? Um, and, you know, that sort of nosy, what are they talking about over there? You know, your gossiping psyche comes out too, what's happening? Um, and I think it's a masterpiece. Um, pretty much no one's watched it. And that makes me very sad. <laughs> and it's really hard to convince people to watch it. But if you watch the trailer, you will totally get why it could be exciting, potentially. So, Jess, you're laughing a lot. What's your thoughts? It's not a comedy.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. But <clears throat> I love how much you were talking this movie up. And I will, I will watch it for you because I never heard of it. And I couldn't help it. I watched. Okay, so I took some, took some notes because I was like, I'm not going to remember this. So I put on here, very suspenseful, very mysterious. Watching the trailer, I have no clue what is going on. <laughs> However, someone is driving, and there's something that he feels needs to be fixed or needs to be done. Again, very suspenseful and mysterious. I have no clue about what or why. <laughs> so, as you're explaining it, I can see, like, that's a really funny um, <clears throat> description. We're like, it's a guy in a car making phone calls. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it does, the, even to, to the trailer, it did leave me like, but what exactly, where, there's so much suspense around this. What is the suspense? So I will happily add this to my list of watches for you so we can talk about it more because you really have talked this movie up and about how much you love it now, how great it was. So um, I'll I'll watch it. I'll do it. I gotta, like, what is the suspense? Why is, like, why, why are these phone calls so intense? Um, but yeah, I'd never heard of it before. And that was the first time ever, like, having anyone even, yeah. I've never heard of it, never seen the trailer. So this is first for me on that one, but I'll put it to the list. I'll add it on my list.
0: Well, thank you very much. I just think it's important for films to be able to show that you don't have to have all these bells and whistle, uh, whistles and explosions and these intense relationships. Sometimes it, a good storytelling is just told through story And because it's told through Little snippets of characters that are phoning up, and you can't see the characters, you can't see their face, or not what they're like. You just hear what they're saying. I mean, it's it's proper storytelling where you're not you're know, relying on the audience to actually use their imagination rather than just being and not having to think about it. I like films that make me actually have to think about something in a in a way that gets me invested, and I think I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, when you told me about for this list, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna do a top eight where it's like a single actor, where like majority of the movie is just one actor. I thought that is a very unique list, and I thought, how many movies are like that? And then here you are, you got eight, and I've heard of almost all of them and seen almost all of them. So it's really exciting to um, to see this, and yeah, have that have that perspective of the differences in in the movies and the perception of the audiences.
0: Yeah, certainly, and you know, there's some films that not make it. You think, oh, maybe because there's only eight, that's how he he could find eight. There's not. There's three or four that I didn't list, which I'll do at the end. So, yeah. Defense. It wasn't as easy as it sounds. Okay, in sixth place is Sandra Bullock in Gravity. It's rated seven point seven. Opened in twenty thirteen. Directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Main lead Sandra Bullock. George Clooney's in it for a bit on voicing, and I think Ed Harris might be in it. Down at the space station bit because he just just seems the role he always plays. <laughs> so there is some 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 of that going on, but it's pretty much a service, to be honest. And the Oscars, that a lot of the Oscars, it won't show that. So the storyline is Dr. Ryan Stone is a brilliant female medical engineer on her first shuttle mission to space with a veterinarian astronaut, Matt, who's played by George Clooney, who is in command of his last mission before retirement. However, on a routine spacewalk, disaster strikes and the shuttle is destroyed, leaving Stone completely alone and spiraling into space darkness. How does she get rescued? I watched the train and I was like, oh my God, she's, she's floating in space and she's spinning. And I was like, I forgot how intense the film is. Um, and I just think a lot of people are like, oh God, gravity. I mean, it's so like, like niche stylish, Ugh, Oscar-winning thing. So no, it's amazing. She's brilliant. And it's intense and you want it to survive and you don't know how it's even possible. I love that. I edge of your seat to the end. So even though it's slow paced, but there's like, like little splashes of hardcore intensity, I think that works. Calm, spike, calm, spike. I think that works. Have you seen Gravity? I'd, I'd be a bit sad if you haven't, but I'm, you know, I can allow it.
1: I haven't. I did. I felt like we had, maybe we didn't, maybe we just talked about this on the side, um, that I hadn't seen it. So it's it's almost, but I've heard nothing but great things. I think the thing is, is when the movie came out, I want to say there was a few different space movies that came out all altogether. So at that time, my husband and I, we were watching like one or two a week, kind of thing. And I think we just, you know, maybe got space movied out, or when we were picking, we we're like, well, we already watched a space one. Let's watch this genre instead, which is why we just never got around to watching it. But I've always heard great things about it. So I think it'll definitely be one that I watch probably um, in the, the coming months.
0: It got a lot of acclaim. I think sometimes that happens. I want to know why. I don't know about you. I'm like,
1: why? Oh, yeah.
0: Why has it got so much acclaim? Why did it get so many Oscars? Is it just political or is it actually good? Um, I think that encourages it encourages you to watch. But yeah, it's great. Right, in fifth place is a film that came up in our last episode. It's Castaway! Yay! Tom Hanks. 7.8, opened in the year 2000, directed by Robert Somatics. So I'm going to get his name right on one of the episodes. Uh, wish me luck. <laughs> A busy FedEx operations executive sets off on a plane trip on Christmas day, 1995, only to find a plane incurs technical difficulties. This bio is completely different to the last episode. That's weird. Same story, different bio. Mm, Interesting. Difficulties and is forced out of the sky into a very remote area of the South Pacific. Then he becomes the only survivor after he gets into a small raft which washes up on shore of a very remote island. Luckily, he has salvaged some packages off the plane to help him survive. But will he be rescued? You have to watch it to find out. <laughs> I think most people have seen this film to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, Castaway is a classic. Whenever I say to people, think of a film with one person, in it, they go, Castaway. So it was probably the most obvious one. Um, I think it's great. I think Tom it's fantastic in it. you invested all the way. It makes me feel for a fo- uh, level fo- uh, leather football. You know, I already cared about an, anim- an animal object. So it's got to mean something um i just think it pulls you in all the way through um i think i can't remember when the beach came out i think the beach was much earlier wasn't it with leo nagicaprio made well i might have been around the same time when he the beach one for that anyway i digress i really love it if you want to find out a little bit more about what i think about it it's in the previous episode as well but um i think it's great i think most people have seen it um jess any words on that one before we move on
1: I loved it. I've seen it many of times. It's definitely a good get you in the feels. And I, I mean Wilson, who doesn't love Wilson? I do think another another thing to point out too is like if you, I, I put myself in this shoes. Like if I was his wife, what would you do? Right? Like you get you get told, hey, plane crash, they never came back, and then you you have to cope with that. And then you have to choose if you're going to stay in the past or move on. And then what if you move on and then this happens, you know, it's just like, wow, I wonder how many people like that part, that's part of the story, right? How many people have been in that situation in their life? Like where it's, you know, I think of people who die at war or they're taken captive and stuff where you're like, are they alive? Are they not alive? You have to like hold out hope. And then how long do you hold out hope? You know, how many years, and I forget that in Castaway, how many years um, was he gone, you know? So it's just, it's such a touching story for all the, the main characters involved, but definitely the fact that he, he carried that movie, him and a beautiful volleyball.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think it's nice that it ties up his life at the beginning and then sort of tries to wrap up at the end, either side of it. So, and obviously there's lots of um, other actors involved either side, but certainly in his film. And yeah, like I said, it makes you think. What would, the films that make you think? What would you do? What would from the perspective of the protagonist and the people around him? He like said, "Pulls you in." It's pretty cool. So yeah, well done, Castaway. Right, we've got four to go. In fourth place, it is I Am Legend, rated seven point two, opened in two thousand seven director Francis Lawrence, main lead, Big Will, Will Smith. And the storyline is Robert Neville is one of the few scientists unable to stop the spread of a terrible virus that was incurable and eventually kills most of the human race. As the only human seemingly left in New York, Robert sends out daily messages on radio to try and find any survivors. Sadly, he is not alone, as many humans transform into mutant monsters. Well, that's the finishing line, that is so i re-watched it and i was like hang not scary at times well, i don't do scary but i know i watched i re-enjoyed it so i must have looked past the scary bits and got through the best i could um but i just love i love this kind of apocalypse stuff like, oh, one guy left and he's got his cool little dog um and there's all the other animals that are running around the city and it's about want the hope that there's going to be hope for him but also trying to stay alive especially at night i think it was a nice nice mix of Horrory, scary bits but also like the soul survivor searching for meaning kind of like that combination um i think it's worthy of being on the list so have you seen this at all
1: i have so this one is one that i've seen all the way through and then ever since then i've just seen bits and pieces So trying to remember like the store in its story in its entirety but i think i when you came with this list of scenes i was like oh that is that is a really good one and um just him and his dog and the protection piece of the story is just—it is—it's a—it's a really good movie. And I think when it comes to post-apocalyptic movies, they can either be really well, super cheesy, or just like, ugh. Uh, so I definitely think this was one that was told really well. I don't think it was cheesy at all. And I mean, Will Smith—I mean, that's going to be another top eight. That how can you have just eight movies of such an amazing actor? So. Yeah, definitely a good movie if you haven't seen it. I, I think it's I think it's definitely one to watch.
0: Yes, I concur. I concur, but I'm too scared to watch it again. Um, but it will live in on the memory. I think maybe over t- over the years I've got more and more scared of things. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Young, young bravery.
1: Definitely not based on a true story, in case you no, were wondering. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not a COVID story, I think. I hope yeah, not. I think it's yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, in third place we have my boy Colin Farrell in Phone Booth. This is the film everyone forgets. I was at work doing the quizzes and people they're like oh, oh god, yeah, the one yeah, the one with the t- telephone box, which is what we call it in the UK. Um, but anyway, it made me laugh, people agonising over it. So yeah, Phone Booth, rating 7.1 opened in 2002, director Joel Schumacher. Publicist Stuart Shepard finds himself trapped in a phone booth in a busy New York suburb, pinned down by an Um, extortionist sniper rifle unable to leave the booth or receive outside help Stuart negotiates with the caller which leads to a jaw-dropping climax over 90 minutes and the the caller is actually um is it who's the guy from 24 Sunderland oh Oh, man Jeff look it up let's do some research live on the show uh yeah he was great in it too behind the scenes because it was just his voice Keith. i'm not going to allow it to not be a one-person show keefer oh, Summerland. of course Keifer. um yeah so he's in it and there is like cops and stuff outside the phone booth and stuff like that um and then girlfriend and wife eek, both turn up to um the phone booth nearby so there is lots of other people in it but come on it's his it's his film and it's oh, again sounds terrible a guy in a phone booth receiving phone calls oh, but you know it's a sniper rifle and all that. But I just think Colin is fantastic in it. It's so intense and the trailer is insanely intense. It's like it's not as in- it's not as it's intense, but not as intense as the trailer suggests, which is a sign of an amazing trailer. Um but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And it was quite short at the time. Oh 196, it's, it's weird, films it are normally longer. Um but I loved it. I loved it. I, I can't really put my finger on it. I just think it's really cool. So what are your thoughts? Have you seen this? Do you remember it?
1: I don't, I don't like, I watched it. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've seen any of it or I don't really remember even hearing of it, but I will say I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, so, so who died? So why was he in the booth? What is it that he did that he's trying to confess? So now I'm left with all these questions and I'm left plagued wondering. So I'm like, oh, I need the answers oh so i'm gonna to have to watch it because now i'm sitting here like even as you were talking about i'm like that's a right. girlfriend my wife and then you know oh man what happened so i'm gonna have to watch it to get the end of the story
0: <laughs> it's one of those things like you feel like he's a bit of a bad guy at the beginning like is he a good guy is he a bad guy and because it's told through that yeah. story it's like what has he done is he really bad is he being like unjustly cornered like this or is this vigilante phone caller actually doing it for a really good reason because he's a bit of a scumbag that's what i love to be like i kind of like this guy but the guy almost is so hard um so yeah i i recommend it to people it's really really cool um i think it's fun and colin perry i just maybe it's because i just love him that probably helps as well but he's great in it all right in second place we've got two to go what could they be um number two is 127 hours, rated 7.5, opened in 2010. Director Danny Boyle, main lead James Franco. So here's a little bit more about it. So it's based on a true story of a mountain climber, Aaron, um, and how he spends 127 hours, five days, trying to save himself after a fallen boulder crashes on his arm and traps in an isolated canyon in Utah. What transpires is time-consuming for him to extricate himself, but how does he do it? I watched the trailer. And I was like James because he'd done loads of like sort of fun movies and stuff. And I was like James, you've done it. You know, this is a serious role and you've nailed it. And it's really emotional. It's like, oh, I just want him to survive. And is he gonna have to cut off his arm? We don't know. How's he gonna do this? He's trying to chip away at the boulder with his knife and all that. And it was so intense. And I just thought James was fantastic in it, and I loved it. So, um, have you seen this American based movie? Yes,
1: I have seen it and. I I definitely, I was committed to like watching it. Um, Also, fun fact. So Aaron, the the hiker, he had a big, big say in the movie. Like for the movie to be made, he's like, no, I want this to be as accurate as possible. And even after the movie came out, he was quoted saying that this is basically a documentary as to what happened to him. So that's really cool because you don't see that a lot in true stories. that One, are true, that did not have to have a lot of fabrication to get people interested in watching it. So it was still a good movie for the truth. I think this is some terrible. Like the true story most of the time sucks. So we got to make it like fluff it up to make people want to watch it. This was good. So for him to be like, Hey, this is basically a documentary as to what happened and it to be such a good watch. um, Yeah, I was, I was very, I was very intrigued by it. And I think they do such a good job at telling the story and having those Kind of flashbacks here and there that it breaks it up just enough to where it still kind of keeps you engaged so i'm i'm a fan it's good
0: it's like a lot with these films isn't it you need some of the backstory for you to start getting invested in his character and want him to survive you know we're really human beings that want to connect we need to want the characters to survive um and i think they kind of did really well that with, with all of that and his character is quite cool because you know he's sort of vlogging a little bit on his camera at the beginning and then he continues to do that but it gets more emotional over time like he's leaving his goodbye message um, so it's got that emotion in it too yeah and like who really would want to potentially think about the concept of maybe turn off their arm to escape uh, will you lose a limb to survive um, and it's just yeah it's so so good and I think that's why it's worthy of two so you're thinking wow Owen is really big up all these movies what could possibly be number one because there can't be anything left but when my, ba- when my guy Ryan Reynolds comes along even though my dad's put Ryan Goslin here on the list we're going to go with ryan reynolds um <laughs> you know these typos happen they happen but yeah ryan reynolds i love him so much and this was his this the first time i'd seen him play a serious role a proper serious role where he wasn't cracking jokes it's not like barely any jokes in it whatsoever anytime <clears throat> and it showed his acting credentials because he just kept getting typecast so anyway that's my rant about about um about the acting side of things. But the film is called Buried, and it's rated 7.0, which is blasphemy on IMDb, should be much higher than that. Opened in 2010, director Rodrigo Cortez. Right, and plays Paul, a US truck driver working in Iraq, when he suddenly is attacked by a group of Iraqis and soon finds himself buried alive inside a coffin with a lighter and a cell phone only. It's a race against time to try and escape the death trap. So he's only got a certain amount of time to to get out of this 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 uh this box, and a bit like Lock and Phone Booth, he's get he sort of you can see numbers on the phone. He's ringing it like what's happened, and he was knocked out when they were attacked. He doesn't know what, where he is in the world underground, and just the hilariousness in a way of ringing like people for help, and they don't quite understand what he's saying and you know, bad customer service and they can't forward into the right person. You know, it happens to us in real life. Imagine happening if you're about to die in a coffin. So this is kind of that element of it, but he is, it's horrible. If you're claustrophobic, it's even more horrible to watch, but it's just, it's so intense and it's just heartbreaking. I'm like, this guy's going to die. And he just seems like a nice guy and he's a like hes a truck driver, you know, delivering aid and oh God, it's just so sad. But anyway, yeah, I'm so invested in it and I just think it's fantastic. And yeah, I can't, I just love it too much. I can't cope. I have to stop now. So, Jess, what are your thoughts? As you know, Barry, did you watch the trailer?
1: Oh, I, so I have seen it. I actually watched this movie in the theater. So, this is one of the times like my husband and I just like, oh, this is what we're going to watch. So, I hadn't seen the trailer before watching the movie. So, I need to set that perspective here because I felt like, what the? <laughs> I watched it. I was like, I just watched Ryan Reynolds in a box for however long. I was so, I was so disappointed. But I, I also like. I think everything you're saying is also very true. Like, it is really nice to see Ryan Reynolds in a non comedic role and seeing like, holy smokes. And then you are a bit invested. And I think because some of it is, for me, that side of being in the military, working with contractors, that kind of thing. There was that little bit of emotional. I would say like sentimental, but like emotional tied to the story itself. Um, and I don't want to spoil the story at all, but I was like, this is crap. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a good movie. I have to say that it was a good movie. It wasn't what I was expected. Um, and because of like how I felt about the movie, it like my personal thoughts on the movie. I'm just like, I was angry. <laughs> I was angered by the story, I guess you could say. So it wasn't that I thought like the the, the acting was great you know, very, for me, looking at, the, like, I think this, like you're saying, like, this 100%, I, I don't remember seeing anybody else in the movie except for, I think, a couple flashbacks. So, it literally was, like, Ryan Reynolds on the screen in a box the entire time. Um, it is, and you, the way you describe it, too, it is a, kind of a scary movie at the same time. Especially if you put yourself in there. Like, there's something, like, every time the phone vibrated, or every time the phone rang, it was, like, a <gasps> moment, even for the audience. So, it's definitely a keep your keep you awake and engaging do not watch before bed <laughs> that would be a bad idea <laughs>
0: yeah certainly and i think you alluded to something you know it does take a turn some of these calls take a turn it's like really suspicious while he's there um and there's demands from certain people and yeah it's very interesting it's a bit like a hostagey kind of entrapment thing but he's yeah. in a box what so yeah it's um it's very cool um and I, just, I think I'm, I'm, a lot of these lists, I'm clouded by my love for the, um, the performance, but I think that's fine. So, yeah, that is my first ever top eight, everybody, um, for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that and you get an insight into kind of how my, my mind works. And in my next list in episode 30, I'm going to be doing my top eight movie scenes of all time. But to be honest, they're all action fight scenes, so I'm going to change it to the top eight. Actiony type fight scenes. <laughs> um, that's I tell what I seem to love. So, uh, so yeah, so that's all good. Uh, three films that weren't included. There's so-called Shallows, uh, which actually has Ryan Reynolds' wife in it, Blake Lively, um, based out in sea on a secluded beach trying to survive from shark attacks. There's All Is Lost, which is also at sea with Robert Redford. That was brilliant, but didn't quite make it on a solo voyage. And then Moon. Which is uh, you guessed it another astronaut film <laughs> with Sam Rockwell who is who is great, but I haven't seen that so I need to get on that. Um, but Kevin Spacey's linked to it, and I kind of don't watch his films anymore uh, for obvious reasons, so um, that's a bit tricky. So have to wait and see. But yeah, so that wraps up. I, I hope really everyone really enjoyed that. I, it was really nice to share some of my my heart and soul here on the show. But we're going to finish off today with two polls, Jess, just to finish up. All right, I felt very sad that loads of films of Brad Pitts didn't make his top eight. So I've w- w- gone on Instagram and said, hey guys, here's four more Brad films. <laughs> Let's vo- vote on these so they get a bit of love. So we have Oceans 11, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Troy, and World War Z. I everyone to vote on that. And everybody, guess what? First time ever, can you fill in the void? A four way tie. A four way tie. We had no winner. They all came first with 25% each. Every film, I think, had was it two or three votes? It was something like that. So they will it all got the same. So there's nothing to set them apart, everybody. But If I was gonna pick one, I would say hmm, Ocean's Eleven or Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Probably Ocean's Eleven, because Mr. And Mrs. Smith was really cool, but maybe a bit too cheesy. Ocean Eleven is cheesy, but it's more a mild cheddar, whereas Mrs. and Mrs. Smith is definitely a mature cheddar. What did you go for? Can you remember?
1: That's funny. Those are my my two t- I was like Ocean's Eleven. And also because it was a series, right? The story continued. But I really did like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought that was, it was it was fun. But I do think what you're saying, like that was a good way to put it, like mild, mild cheesy. Like Ocean's Eleven, I think has more like kind of action-y while the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, maybe more, a little bit more of the, uh, not quite rom-com, but a little bit more on that side because the, romantic aspect of the movie
0: yeah definitely i agree i mean all four of them i think world War z was pretty good troy was was okay there was a lot of films that came out around that time based on you know the old school gladiator tie time so it got sort of blended in with them but all good and then our next poll was films are beginning with d this time um which was a really fun so we had deadpool we had die hard we had dirty dancing and we had dodgeball so i tried to go comedy sort of rom-commy old school, hardcore Bruce school, and then comic book. So that was my my logic. Um, so sadly, someone got 0%, oh, it's heartbreaking. And it was Dirty Dancing, 0%. Oh, that's very sad. Uh, Dodgeball got 18%, <laughs> Die Hard got 27%, and Deadpool got 55%. So half the votes went to our boy Ryan once again. <laughs> I thought it would win. It didn't help that I put a massive <laughs> poster of, De- of Deadpool in the background of the Instagram story and used his um, a song from the film. So that's my bad. I was influencing the vote. Uh, but I really want to mention if she's watching, Lynn, my, my good friend Lynn, she meant to click Dirty Dancing and she slipped. Selected Dodgeball by mistake, which she would never watch. Um, ever in her life she would refuse to watch anything like that as, as I know so she felt heartbroken so we're going to give Dirty Dancing some love maybe five percent um lesser. not good but yeah congratulations to Deadpool for that one what did you go for Jess?
1: and dodgeball definitely and it's funny that you say that because i could see that with lynn's list that dodgeball wouldn't be her jam but that one oh my, we quote that movie way too much <laughs> so that's uh, that's definitely more up my husband' and I's alley of what we watch
0: <laughs> yeah definitely i thought that's probably one of my favorite lists i create actually because it's such a nice blend um, it's a really, really combination but yeah that kind of wraps up the show here today guys um i hope we we're trying to sort of mix the format up a bit, try different things. We're trying to keep it short as we can, but to be honest, it's pretty much impossible because of the content we're talking about. It's going to be at least forty minutes every time. So, if you're in it, if you're in it for that, then uh, then stick around, which is great. But yeah, if you've got any list, anybody like I've just done there, my top eight. Send them on Instagram, and then we'll schedule them in for an episode. And me and Jess will deep dive into it and see what we've seen, watch the trailers, um, and share hopefully lots of love for your list too. Um, it's a very positive show, of course. But yeah, thank you, Jess, so much. And have you got an idea, like, roughly what you might do for episode 20 for your top eight?
1: Oh, I'm going to be doing my top eight series of movies. So movies that had at least three in the series. So three plus movies in a series. So,
0: yeah, That's very exciting because okay. I, I was planning to do a movie franchises list, but I'm going to schedule it just right. So get yours in first, and then maybe a few episodes later, we'll do, like, the highest grossing versions of that to see... How it oh, matches Yeah, up. that would
1: be good to That'd see. That would be really you. cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. So yeah, i really cool to that. Check out, guys, every 10 episodes, we will do a very special episode like this one. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on Instagram today. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time then why not a top eight from a certain actor actress genre or director you can even make it more niche for example the top eight films set in space your list could inspire so join the top eight media contributors today thank you for listening and we will see you next week